Vámonos. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 82, and boy, do we have plenty and plenty to talk about tonight. We have America versus Leon preview, excuse me, not preview, uh, review. Then we have, of course, Lady Aguilas. We have Trivia. We have Agustin Marchesin News, and we have the Cholos. And we have so, so much, so much to talk about on tonight's podcast episode. But without further ado, let me introduce, as always, my two wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Christian Rosendo and everyone's favorite Cowboy Dan. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? I am doing swell tonight. How are you, I'm Mr. Doing, Ivan? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, you know. And uh, also, to anyone who hasn't noticed, we are in uh, in a new state here at the EY Podcast. For those of you listening on the uh, SoundCloud and iTunes Spotify format, you won't be able to see it. But we do have a new platform here as uh, we thought it'd be a nice little way to nod at our new home. So new home means new style of the podcast. So gentlemen, how are we liking this uh, this new look? You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> That's all I gotta okay, say. Okay, uh, Dylan, how are you? You know, uh, we never got to get your full introduction on here. I'm good. What's up? What's up, Queens? What's up, Christian? How y'all doing? I'm doing great. All right, all right. So far, so good. All right, gentlemen. I guess let's get right back into it. Uh, America drew against uh, Leon in the past uh, game here in the Liga MX. It was a nil-nil result. Ultimately, not the game that we wanted, but uh, it's the game we got. Not a good showcasing for America. I think I even wrote it in my uh, in my game recap that it just it it wasn't it wasn't a good showcasing of the team, and it definitely wasn't what we wanted or the performance that we thought this team was going to put out. Especially after coming off a you know. A bit of a uh, of a weird victory against Houston in the League's Cup, you know, going to late penalty dramas and all that stuff. But uh, how did you guys feel about the game afterwards? Ninety minutes were were up, and you know, we had a we had a nil nil result. Um, I felt like the team could have done more. I felt we lacked a lot of creativity going forward, and I don't know. I just feel like this team needs a little bit more time to get used to each other. We also got to remember one thing. This team, uh, you know, they know each other. They play with each other for about a year now or more. But I still feel like when you implement a piece like Nicolas Benedetti or someone like Nico Castillo, who really has, hasn't had much time to play with each other, I feel like there's going to be some miscommunication. But I did see some things that I did like, and we'll talk about it later. But I overall, I think that we just need a little bit more time to gel, and I think we should be fine. But, I mean, I was... I was a little bit disappointed we couldn't get the win because I really thought this was a winnable definitely, game. Definitely, definitely. And, and yes, granted, it is the second game of the season in the Liga MX, but this is something I even said in back to what I was saying in my game recap. is For, for the most part, in, in these situations, yes, you, you look at it and you say, okay, yes, America's second game shouldn't take too much into effect that it's only the second game. Shouldn't be so hard and critical on them. But here's where I'm going. Getting a little bit nitpicky with the situation is the fact that this is not our second competitive game this season. This is our fourth competitive game. And by now, I would have expected, and I think many of us would have expected, for America to play better. You know? And in a sense that these players have had enough time out on the pitch. Granted, some of them just came out back from injury, like Nicos Benedetti and Giovanni Santos, who hasn't really gotten minutes. But every other player out there should be... <coughs> capable 
of walking into that pitch and putting on a good performance four games into the season already where you've had really good opponents in front of you. And for you to put out that performance, I think that's what was the most worrying part for me is that the fact that these players just did not show up for the moment and were definitely outplayed for most of the for most of the most of the game against Leon. You know? Mm-hmm. Dylan, 100%. I don't know, what was your take on, on, on this game? Well, my take, you know, just kind of going over a little bit of what Christian said, you know, I just felt, especially in the first half, that the creativity wasn't there. Um, we were lacking at first. But, you know, I'm kind of raising some questions a little bit. Are we not giving the defense a lot of credit throughout this game than we they were not at this point? You know, if we look at last week, we uh, Leon against Pachuca, I was looking at some, some of the stats. Leon had 13 shots, and I believe about... Uh, six of them were on target, if I remember correctly. This match coming in, we only held Leon to only two shots on target, so that means Machacin only had two saves. So um, that's just one of my questions I want to raise as we go through this preview a little bit: is are we not giving the the giving the defense credit where credit should be due, despite the fact that the offense didn't produce as much that as would be thought of? Because if you look at the shots on target compared to the first second half, we only had I believe we didn't have none on target in the first half. We come on the second half when we have three, we had the chances there, but like we said, a little lacking. Our finishing wasn't there that's my take overall after 90 minutes yeah definitely it's something to look at but still the defense at times looked very shaky i think bruno valdez and was pushing up a little bit too much sometimes aguilera as well which kind of left a lot of gaps and openings uh, i think you look at the two fullbacks and they had quite quite a terrible game in in regards to yeah again in regards to everything i think we were just fortunate enough that leon weren't smart enough to kind of get that final pass in and i think that was what kind of resembles those kind of stats it wasn't because i mean if you go back and in, in, in you look at uh you know the momentum bar provided by sofa score is that it's it was it's all alone it's mostly all alone there's gaps and very small periods in which america you know gains possession and gains most of the most of the ball but it's mostly Leon dictating the play it's mostly Leon with the ball it's mostly Leon having uh, an indication of what they're trying to do and it's only because of their poor uh their, their poor finishing and their poor decision making up front is the only reason why maybe they don't have as many shots but i don't think the defense needs to earn as much credit because i think if you go back into this game i think there's many points in the match in which you can signal out all four of those defenders in mistakes in in places that should have been capitalized but fortunately for us they were not so i think maybe that's something that we, we yeah something that maybe we do overlook in regards to how many shots this other team had but I think also you have to realize that you know sometimes this game wasn't perfect by any means for both teams I think you saw a lot of uh, a, a lot of mispassing uh, a, a lot of balls being misplaced in in, in the midfield which I think uh, was what helped Leon gain most of that uh, you know traction most of that uh, excuse me most of that ball possession was because America was just so sloppy with it um, but I mean overall I think we could just say that this game is definitely one t- for one for this team to forget and look forward into the next one as fast as possible. No. No, yeah. man, I don't, no, no. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I'm not trying to say this defense was 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 perfect. I'm not trying to say that at all. But what I'm saying is though is that this this especially especially when it comes to me, uh, they had some interceptions. They had their times too with the ball whenever they're playing the key part in the, in the defense, pretty much, and. Um, to me, that that's that's what make that's what makes me raise some questions is how much how much praise does this defense deserve because it was there at times. I'm not saying it was it was consistent the whole 90 minutes because you're right. There were times whenever 
Leon just maybe had an extra pass or they weren't very decisive with their decision making in the final third. But I, I think it should be some some of it should be there at least. No, that's understandable. And and when, whenever 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 it comes to interceptions and clearances too, I mean the the defense really seemed to be there at times whenever it needed to be, but at times it wasn't. I know that. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. So I mean, let's jump into this. Um, actually, you know what? Let's let's start off where we always start off. Christian, give us the the predicted item which you got. I think a hundred percent correct. No. I did. Alrighty, go, go once again. Go Christian, Christian Thomas <laughs> for the lineups. All right, so the lineup against Leon was Marchesini Net, Paul Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Emmanuel Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez, uh, Guido Rodriguez, Mateo Suribe, Renato Ibarra, uh, Roger Martinez on the wings, Nicolas Benedetti as camp, and our striker was Nicolas Castillo. Oh, breaks my heart. That might have been the last time you say Marchesini for America, but we'll get into that a little bit later. And Uribe. And, well, possibly Uribe. But it's okay. I won't. He won't break my heart as much. Um, let's 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 talk about that lineup real quickly. It's definitely the strongest lineup that we could have put out on Saturday night. And it, uh, I, I don't know you gentlemen. I felt very confident going into this game after you, uh, Christian's predicted lineup actually became a reality. I thought this game was definitely going to turn out differently with the people that we fielded on the, on the pitch. Did, did you guys feel the same way, or was there still a cause for concern? Christian, on my mm. part. On my part, I would have, I would have still liked to see Bargwin start over Roger yeah. Martinez. I think, I think we saw kind of in the Houston game, his head wasn't there, and it maybe could be because of the transfer rumors that are, you know, surrounding him recently. Um, overall, I just didn't like his attitude, and I didn't think he deserved to start in this game. And let's take it back to last Ligia. I think Bargwin had a spectacular game, especially the second leg against Leon, and I think he could have been very helpful for us when breaking down that that defense. Okay. And uh, Dylan? Yeah, basically the same thing. I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really understand why your bodyguard was playing with the U20s last week. Yeah, it uh, it definitely was someone that could have came in and actually changed the face of the of the game, the dynamic of everything. But then again, this is kind of the situation that America has f- found themselves in because of so many foreigners, because of so many uh, you know extranjeros coming into into this team. Is who's going to be left out? And sometimes, you know, you're going to leave out the wrong person. I mean, you had all nine. All nine foreign players that could have fielded the, the the team out on there, out there on the pitch. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. I think we're 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 kind of losing focus of having way too many more foreigners than we actually have as much Mexicans, and I think that's kind of going to be a little bit of a deteriorating factor for America because what if you know who's to say too, too that Jeremy Menes could have couldn't have been uh, an, an answer to to our to our problem in this game you know so it's it's mm-hmm. it, look we have to trim down the foreigners there's got a couple of players that need to go um and i think that you know with the imminent departure of Agustin Marchesin there's one foreigner that maybe not none of us would have wanted to see leave but you know unfortunately that's the case that's going to be uh, going on but we'll talk about that again like i said later uh Mateo is a possibility i mean Roger Martinez is also another possibility um i think you know we can trim down maybe one more after that i think that we're fine to bring in another foreigner and maybe fill in a couple of mexicans and we should be more than than fine because i think the people that started uh you know definitely are our starting material but i think there's still some players that could come in and, and, and do a good job for you know like you said christian you better win mm-hmm, 100%. and it's it sucks because i i know many won't agree with me but i don't know i felt like he really had a good preseason and i really think this is the year for him to kind of break out sort of and kind of like show everyone what what he has because 
no, recent times he's been uh, heavily criticized. <coughs> Excuse me. He's been heavily criticized, but you know, as like I mentioned previously, he had a good preseason. He was doing good. He was showing us a lot, especially when playing with you know players that were inferior to him, and still putting on a great show against great teams like Boca Juniors and River Plate. So I, I don't know. For me, I just I just think he he needs he needs a chance, and I really hope he gets okay. it soon. Same here. Hopefully, he does get the opportunity. I think he's a very important player. If he can come into into the rhythm that we all expect him to. I think he's definitely an asset for this team more than more than more than any other player. I think he has something to prove, and he has a little bit of a a little bit of something extra when it comes to to the to the dribbling department. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll, we get to see him in the next game. But you know that's gonna be up to Piojo and a lot of movements going on in the club at the moment. So I don't think he he has his mind yet on Cholos. Um, but uh, funny enough, uh, you know you got the lineup correct. I think that's what that's the first one you get a hundred percent correct this season. But definitely not the first time you get really close. Yeah, 100%. Look at that. Do not doubt this man whenever he says something. Do not doubt him. You hear me, Dylan? I never doubted him. I doubt you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen, let's jump back into this game. Um, I I mean, the opening opening moments were seen promising for America, right? Had the ball, had intensity, looked to attack, looked to throw Leon off their game, and it was working for the first five minutes. And that's the sad part, that it was only five minutes. And I don't know what happened after that. America stopped having the ball. America let Leon back into the game. And and ever since then, it was just Leon after Leon after Leon moments. And America never really seemed to find a way to put themselves back into the game. Um, I th- you know, I, I don't think there's ever a moment in the first half that you thought, yes, here we go. I think America is definitely coming back into this game, but I, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think we saw the America that we needed to see, you know? And, mm. and what did you guys think about the, the first half? You can start Dylan. Um, for me, the first half, basically how Ivan said it, um, you know, just, it kind of it seemed like it was gonna be a promising half first five minutes in and then after that it just kind of just I guess in a sense just died down like it just seemed like it didn't seem like the eleven players were on the pitch at times it just it just didn't seem like nobody wanted to play um, especially like Nico too Nico just kind of seemed stationary like he just wanted to hold the ball up and just like maybe let somebody run past them and him try to make a through pass but it just it just didn't work nothing worked and um, it was just it just all only on really all all it really was. It really was. Christian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, 100% agree. Miscommunication played a big factor in this. I I don't know. It's, it's funny because, you know, before Edson Alvarez was a staple in that midfield, you know, the midfield was Guido and, and Uribe. So, like, you, you would think that, you know, kind of old chemistry would kind of just reignite, especially with the way Uribe's been playing recently, you know, him coming back into form, you know, slowly, but he is coming back into form. So I would have thought that maybe some of that could have, you know, Ignited something in the midfield, but no, it's just more dis- uh, more miscommunication. Especially now that you add another another Cam and Benedetti who hasn't played in the, in a few months. You know, you add that. You add uh, Renato Ibarra who really hasn't been informed for me, and you add Roger Martinez who his you know his his head's not really in the game right now, and 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 like he's not focused. And then like uh like Dylan said, you add Nicolas Castillo who's kind of stationary. So it's like. All these great ingredients added up, you know, it kind of does make for a, you know, misconnect with the team. And it really showed against Leon. And in some plays, you know, we really could have capitalized. But like I said, you know, that miscommunication uh, kind of killed us. And most of the time, too, especially in that first half, you see 
literally everybody on our side our side of the field. Like not even Nico was past the halfway line. Like it just seemed like everybody was coming back to defend and like I was just like why? Like, it just didn't make sense to me. <coughs> I mean there's a lot of questionable things that we could have had about that first half. Because there's even more in the second half too, to be honest. Um but I think you're right, Christian. There was a lot of uh there's a lot of players just not on their game, you know? From Renato Ibarra to, you know, Nicolas Benedetti. Uh, to Nico Castillo, like you guys mentioned, being so stationary at, at you know, it's just it, it wasn't right for me. Uh, I didn't really like the inter uh, the interaction between Mateo Uribe and Renato Ibarra. They switched a lot of their roles. Most of the time, Ibarra would go inside and be kind of like a cam or or a center midfielder. Mateo Uribe would go out wide. Um, I don't know why. I, I didn't really like that at all. I don't think it even worked. You know, any. Of it's the funny because you know. Kind of, oh, sorry to cut you off there, but it's kind of funny because we kind of, we kind of questioned it too because he was doing it a lot, Ibarra, kind of, kind of cutting in the middle a lot in the, like towards the end of the, the season last, last year. And we were questioning why he was doing that. And, you know, his greatest strength is when he can dribble a pass on an, an opponent with his speed and his dribbling skills. And then you know, recently we haven't, we haven't seen him do that. And it's kind of worrying because that's a great asset to have. You know, a lot of teams would kill to have a player like him who can just dribble and, and speed past defenders. And we needed that on, on Saturday. But I don't know. I don't know if it's something with him or something Piojo trying to trying to do or trying to um, trying to implement on the field. But clearly it's not working. And I don't know if, uh, like I said, I don't know if it's a Piojo thing or a Ibarra thing, but they need to f- figure it out soon. They do. They definitely, definitely do. Um, anything else that you guys want to mention in regards to the first half? No. Um, I think we're good. Yeah. Alrighty, alrighty. Um Let me see. Uh all right, sorry. Kind of got lost track of a little bit of focus right there. Um so basically first half went in and I think America was just looking for the first half to come to an end. Second half comes and you think, okay, just like the Monterrey game, you're gonna come back into the second half, you're gonna play a better game, you're gonna demonstrate what you have, right? That's what we all were expecting. That's what we all were hoping for. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And it seemed like America just stayed in the dressing room and nothing really happened. I mean, again, Leon were inches away from scoring a goal uh, in, in the opening minutes. And then, again, it was just, you know, Leon after Leon. There wasn't a proper reaction. Do you guys think that there would have been a better reaction to this game if America would have been scored on? Do you think that we would have seen a better America side? Would you think this game would have ended differently if Leon would have scored? Probably not. Not really, no. It's just I don't know. Just uh, it's just a lot of a lot of things going wrong right now. It's a little bit weird because you know these are it's basically your same starting eleven for you know how many years now, and just to see that little mis uh, misconnect and miscommunication is it's very awkward. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe that the the departure of Etnavides kind of messed everything up, and it's gonna get t- it's gonna take time to adjust. But I don't, I don't see why it should because, like I said previously, you know, the midfield before Edson Alvarez was even there was Guido and Mateos. So, like, it's it, it, it's it's awkward for, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> awkward is definitely the right word to use. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what's, all, what's going on with this team. You know, especially in the game against Houston, you saw that things just weren't clicking all the way. You know, even though we did get a result, not the one we wanted, mm-hmm. but you still ended up getting a result now in the second half. Obviously, the biggest thing that happens in the second half for us is the penalty. 
right? It's the uh, the penalty yes. that is called and then uncalled due to the VAR call. Uh, just quickly, we don't really like to spend as much time on here uh, in regards to talking about the referees, talking about uh, the the calls or whatever. But, uh, gentlemen, did you guys think it was the correct decision or do you guys think it was definitely a penalty? It's 100% the penalty. Anyone that says it's not, it's, I don't know. It's li literally clear as day. Christian? Christian, just gave you your answer. Excuse me, Dylan. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, I think it was too. Um, I could see why. I could see why there's uh, there may be some hesitation from the referee after seeing it again. But for me, in you know, after each take, I think it's definitely a penalty for me. But again, that's just uh, that's just us kind of saying how we think it is. We're not being trying to be biased or anything. You know, we'll call it when we say it is. It is, and when it isn't, we clearly will state that it isn't. But for I think from all of us, I think we it it, it looked like it was for sure a penalty. Uh, don't know why the referee changed his mind. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's the case, and that's the, that's the situation at hand. Although, you know, funny thing, that is the narrative that walks that is taken away from this match. I think that many people look at this game and say America draws away against Leon with penalty being taken away from them and against a 10-man side Leon, right? And that makes you think, okay. But that's what I'm... Huh? Right, but that head, that that headline's a little bit, you know, kind of kind of weird right? because ten men Leon, yes, yes, misleading because that was what I was looking for because we they had ten men for only ten minutes. Yes, and mm -hmm. not just that. It's not to say it's, it's not to say they had it for at least for thirty because then that that would have been more embarrassing if we couldn't score on ten men Leon with thirty minutes. But then that's what you think about this whole kind of the way that the, you know, in regards to that headline, it still makes you think America should have won that game, right? That's that's kind of the misleading thing that that this also takes away is the narrative is oh America had one man advantage and they had a penalty taken away from them yet it sounds like they were the clear favorites for this game when in reality the real narrative is Leon should have probably walked away with three points America played a terrible game and are lucky to walk away with just a draw in my eyes I think that's what the real narrative should be because again it's it's it, and it's something that we talked about in the previous podcast is can we find consistency and America gave us the answer right away no we can't find that just yet it was inconsistency after inconsistency there was uh there, there was no real team dynamic there was all there was a whole bunch of balls being misplaced at at times we were just playing long ball united in the opening first half why why was there a need to 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 try to launch a long ball in the first 15 20 minutes of the game you know that's what i don't understand i i don't i don't get it i don't get what 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 is it that this team is doing that they're not listening to the tactics of piojo because i don't know if you guys remember this but they're playing long ball united in the first half and you know the commentators even asked Chibran Araige, who's on the field and they're like you know why are they playing that and then he said you, you know piojo is shaking his head and saying don't do that it, it sounds like the players are resorting to this by themselves it doesn't sound like this is the mm -hmm. this is actually a call that the staff is making that the you know the managers making in regards to how the team should be playing. So what is it about this team that they can't get a consistent run of form and a run of play in a game in which let's face it three points would have been crucial. Yes. Especially you know cuz little points like this especially cuz we play a short season any little points matter. Doesn't matter if it's at the beginning, in the middle, or the end of the tournament. Every every point matters. Now, with that being said, um, 
I honestly think, and I don't know, this is just being me, but this game, I felt like Roger Martinez was involved heavily and not in a positive way. Yes, he was getting the ball a lot, but he was also getting dispossessed a lot. Now, when you're when the when the whole game and the first, well, most of the game is being played towards a player that hasn't that does not have his head in the game, is not focused, not at a hundred percent because of all the transfer rumors that are with him, and you know him asking to leave the club, him not being happy here, and all that. You know you're not gonna get positive results. So in my head, why do you keep playing him? Why is he even in the starting lineup? That's my thing. Look, he had a positive showcasing against Monterrey. He had a positive showcasing on Tigres when he came in in the Campeon de Campeones match. Right. He didn't have the best of games against Houston, but there against was, Houston. Uh, there was bright moments here and there. And yes, this was by far his worst game. He had two dribbles. But that's been the whole time Houston. with him. Yeah, that's, that's another one of these things that, that we've that, That's how he's been with this whole time. Mm-hmm. And also, Piojo has, has a new obsession with him because, because he played well one game in Copa America... Piojo thinks now that he can be the the next the next uh, left winger for us. That's that's also Piojo's call right there. I think uh, Dylan, you said it. Piojo listens to us, but just chooses not to not to take our advice, right? That's correct. Alrighty. Well, it's at the annoying. end of the day, it's a nil-nil result in which I think America is lucky to walk away with a win. And let's face it, it I, I mean, yes, this is us just being kind of pessimists and nitpicky and, and a bit naive at the result. But in all in all. It's probably still a pretty decent result if you think about it. Away against a very good team in Liga Mekis to get a clean sheet, to walk away with a draw. You don't drop uh, all three points. You still gain one. I mean, if you try to flip it and you try to look at this as as, as the glass half full instead of half empty, like maybe you do. it's not. Yeah, exactly. Like how <laughs> I do. Uh, maybe it's not the best. I mean, maybe it's not the worst result. Right. I mean, you also got to take, take it like this. You know, in the last in the last week or so, in the last two weeks, my bad. You know, we played Tigres. Yes, it's a preseason for game, but it kind of meant something, right? First game of the season, you had Monterrey. Second game of the season, you had Leon. You know, those four teams, including us, I would say, are the top four teams in Liga Mekis. And you come away with two victories and a draw. You know that. You know, that's not too bad. That's what I'm trying to say. That maybe there is something to spin on this. Of course, though, even though that. For any other team, this would have been a great result. For any other team, these past two right. games would have been perfect. But because it's America, mm-hmm. because we know what the America standard is, we know the bar is so high because of who we are, because of you know what the team represents, you know that, that, that the pressure is on to get three points every single time you walk on, onto the pitch, regardless of whether you're home or you're away. So granted, right. yes, this is still a <laughs> pretty decent result. But we'll have to wait and see uh, whether or not it comes back to haunt us. So, uh, Man, I hope anything it doesn't. else, gentlemen? Um, 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 I want to get you guys' opinion on Giovanni dos Santos. Was he the right uh, the right sub to make for Roger Martinez at the seventy fifth minute? Uh, I think so. It's just, look, you didn't give him enough time to really impact it. And uh, the one thing I've noticed about Giovanni Dos Santos is he's not getting the ball as much. Um, I don't know if the team still doesn't really f- trust in him 100%. Or uh, I, I, see, I see that too. Uh, I, you know, I see him opening himself up and the, they don't really give him the ball. But I, I think over time, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll give it to him. He'll, he'll, he'll showcase what he mm-hmm. has. Uh, but I think it was the right sub to make for me in, in, right my, in my mind 
Dylan? Thoughts on Benedetti? Uh, after after Dylan answers the Giovanni question, um, for me, I did uh, I just I just felt the same way, really. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like the team really wanted to give him the ball. Um, that one pass he had to, I think it was Nico in the Bucks, right? I think it was like like kind of like a like almost like not necessarily a long ball. It was kind of like a chip pass to Nico. I thought that was a, a pretty good pass, but obviously Nico didn't do nothing with it. Um. Other than that, and besides my man Cordova giving him a pretty good crossing near post, but Giovanni just has to miss it. But other than that, I give, that I give him time still. I give him that time. You gotta give him just a little bit more time. And then uh, Benedetti, um, I didn't like him this game. I think he was. Uh, I don't think he should have started either. I think I would have rather seen Cordova in there. Um, Not the shock. I, I know for real. Hey man, I'm trying <laughs> to get those minutes out the way. I just. Um, I just oh, no, go, go ahead. Okay, go yeah, ahead. keep going. Oh no, I just feel like he, you know, I I'm I'm gonna try to sound on like less biased because that is my favorite player, but he just came back of injury. You know, yes, he had a good, decent like 15 minutes against Houston, but um, I just think he needs time too. I think he he literally just came back from injury. We, we need to give him a little more time to gel with the team. Now, with that being said. You know, we need to get this transfer thing all settled because, you know, you have players leaving and going. Players might leaving. Players might might coming in. Like, we need a, a set 11 to really go forward in the season or else we're never going to get that, that chemistry and that communication, that gel. We're never going to do that by, you know, soon. And we're going to do it, but, like, at what? Like, not at, like, 10, 11, 12? Like we we need we need it now so we can establish you know some sort of consistency and that's what been uh, that's something we've been lacking. Yeah, it's definitely something we've been lacking. But you're right. I give Benedict a little bit more of a chance. He has a uh, he just came back from injury and he definitely needs a little bit more. <coughs> he needs a little bit more time to fill back himself back into this team. I don't I don't think we'll see the full Benedetti until maybe two weeks from now. Mm. Well, that's fine. You give him two more weeks, that's fine. And then after that, we can start criticizing him because I think that's plenty of time to get back in this team. Okay. Alrighty. Dylan? Yeah, because I think I think he's going to be a, a big X factor in this team, and we need him. That's my boy. Alrighty. Well, alright, gentlemen. That is it. America draws nil-nil against uh, Leon. Definitely not the result we wanted, but it is something positive to take away is that we still are quote-unquote undefeated and a clean sheet is never never a bad thing at all Alrighty, gentlemen so let's move on into our next segment and probably one of everyone's favorite segments ladies and gentlemen it's trivia time trivia time is the best time right christian for you for me all right definitely okay let me uh let me get this link going i will paste it and uh as always for those of you joining us mm-hmm. uh you guys who are new to this and don't know what uh, tribute is i'll have christian explain it to you in a moment and then i'll explain it in spanish for our fellow spanish uh for our fellow spanish for our fellow viewers out in mexico that are watching this and their preferred language is in spanish for those of you watch, uh, hearing this through soundcloud itunes or spotify as always we welcome you guys to come join us so you guys can also participate in trivia but without further ado christian take it away Sure. Thank you, Ivan. <coughs> oh, my goodness. So it's time for trivia. And for everyone who is new to the channel, um, welcome. And I hope you guys participate in trivia. Trivia is something we do every week 
on the live show, we ask a question and, you know, you we post a link in the chat. You answer the question, you get it right, you get points. At the end of the, the se- at the end of America season, whether they're champions or they get knocked out early, that's when trivia ends and that's when we will announce a winner. Now, the winner of trivia will get a prize from us. That will be determined at a later date. Um, we've given away already two prizes. This is our third season. And that's pretty much it. Um, Ivan, do you want to go in Spanish or should I say the question first? And then you can say the question in both English and Spanish. Okay. Uh, Para todos los que están están viendo ahorita y son nuevos al canal o nuevo programa, lo estamos invitando a que tomen parte en nuestro nuestro concurso que eh, nosotros nos gustamos llamar Trivia. Entonces, es un segmento de parte del programa en donde ustedes pueden participar y ganar puntos y acercarse a ganar un premio de parte de nosotros. Entonces, como trabaja vamos a dejar un link ahí en el chat y ustedes pueden uh, contestar la pregunta que ahorita va a hacer Cristian sobre el América y pues obviamente si lo agarran correcto entonces van a poder ganar puntos y cada vez que ganan puntos acumulan y suman y después de eso al fin de la temporada <coughs> si ustedes son ganadores entonces ustedes reciben un premio entonces ojalá les guste y gracias por uh, eso uh, por estar aquí viendo a nosotros en el EY podcast and Christian take it away what's the next question so today's question, and um, in the midst of the Marchesin rumors, um, who was the last starting goalkeeper for Club America? It's been a while. Marchesin's okay, been so with us for a while. Who was the goalkeeper that last played for America that was not Marchesin? Last starting keeper that was not Marchesin, yes. Okay, want to say it in Spanish or do you want me to go? Um, okay. you can uh, go. La pregunta de hoy es. ¿Quién fue el último portero titular del América que no ha sido Agustín Marchesín? Entonces, ¿quién fue el último portero titular del América antes de que viniera Marchesín? A ustedes ya tienen la pregunta. Ahí está el link. Entonces, buena suerte. And uh, good luck to everyone. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you guys. So much. All right, let's jump into the next topic, this hot topic, this steaming warm topic. It's another than Agustin Marchesin. It looks like the goalkeeper was seen at practice crying uh, because he heard Cowboy Dan was not inviting him to his Captain America birthday party. Dylan, how, how is it that this is uh, this 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 happened? Because I didn't I didn't want him to be conflicted and fly all the way back after his move. You just, you just to were trying to do it easy on him. Yeah, I was. I'll tell him my okay. FaceTime him though. Nice. There you go. That should fix all, all the problems. Alrighty. Well, uh, Marchesin seen at practice tearing a, right after he just went inside with Piojo Herrera. And uh, it looks like they had a conversation with, uh, I would imagine, the board of directors, the people in charge at America and transfers and everything. It looks like it's all set in stone. It looks like Marchesin will be leaving and he'll be on his way to Portugal to go play for FC Porto. Gentlemen, how are we feeling about this? Christian? You're sad, I'm Dylan. Very, very, very sad. Very, very sad. I'm okay. I'm content with this move. If it happens, I think good for him. He did what he had to do here at America, provided for him. And now he has an opportunity to jump into uh, the European, uh, you know, the European market after all of this. So, I mean, this is this is what uh, this is what it's all about, right? This is what you want as a as, as a player to migrate to Europe, and now he's getting the opportunity. So, I mean, from a player perspective, this is a good move, right? 
for a fan perspective, it's, it breaks my heart. Yeah, but we got to be objective about this, you know. We have to understand that this is something that every player wants eventually, you know. Uh, but it, it is nice to see that, you know, I'm not saying I, I want to see players cry or anything, but it is nice. It, it is a touching factor to know that he feels something for the institution. He feels something for these colors. And uh, it breaks his heart to know that he's leaving the club uh, in, in in the way that he's doing it because he knows that, you know, your season already started. You had high hopes and high mentalities of going and winning another championship. But, um, you know, the opportunity is there and he knows he, he can't pass it down. And uh, it, it is nice and warming to see that Marche has come to this to, to this team and actually has embraced it and, and really felt the, cush, the colors and the passion. Mm -hmm. Players like him don't come around often, they do honestly. They definitely, definitely do not. Uh, he's provided a lot for the team, and I think he's definitely, uh, you know, top three players in the club right now. And I think we're definitely going to miss him. 100%. It's... um. And people Maybe don't so. realize this because people people think he's just a goalie, but you know, Martin Martin has won his games. He he's he saved mm -hmm. us from 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 defeats. And you know, to 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 say that we can just bring whoever in and they'll have the same effect, people are wrong. You know, you can't just put in like an Oscar Jimenez and think everything's gonna be okay because it's not. You know, Martin has a great understanding with his defense. That's why you know we're kind of we're mainly successful in that department. Um, you know, you, you like, like I said, you implement Oscar Jimenez. You know, he doesn't have the same chemistry with all with all the back four. It, it takes time to build a, a relationship and and to un, an understanding with each other. So, it's um, it's a little bit disappointing that you know this had to come right now. You know, but I'm guessing better now in Hornada two than maybe in like six or seven. So maybe the new keeper that comes in can have that much time to get a get used to everything. But even then, I don't think we're gonna see immediate results. But you know, I hope for the best. You know what? I I love the fact that you touch upon chemistry because Dylan, this this is a this is a topic that me and you may very close to both of us playing goalkeeper. Um, there is that factor that as a goalkeeper, you have a very big presence. And I think a lot of people downplay that because the, the goalkeeper department isn't seen or, or isn't, you know, looked at with, with, uh, with a magnifying glass in the way that maybe some of these other positions are. But Dylan, I think you can agree with me that there is nothing more important to a defense than communication and good chemistry with the goalkeeper. Yeah, because you see the whole field. I mean... You can't really say that about every other position other than goalkeeper. I mean, like you're you're even yelling, trying to yell probably across the dang field while fans are cheering and everything, trying to relay relay something to your players and everything. And then especially to having to keep keep communication with your backline over and over and over throughout the whole ninety minutes. Like you just can't stay quiet. Like you got to keep talking. Like it's got to be there. And that's that's really big for this team. And you know, Machacin, no matter what it was, he was always always talking to talking to the back line talking to somebody or yelling at somebody more or less especially if he even have to make he had to make a big save and he was very upset with the defense you know he was getting onto them you know because he expects better for them because he knows this the defense could be yeah, better and i think it's uh it's important too as a goalkeeper um to build that kind of friendship and partnership with your defenders you know i think it's it's and i think that's why you saw much always yell at them and a lot of people think oh he's you know he's being you know mean or he's being too aggressive i think you you said it correctly Dylan. i think he's yelling at them because he knows what they're capable of he knows that they're better and i think he's just trying to bring the best out of them um 
So that will be definitely a key factor in in missing him and for whenever we get a new goalkeeper because I don't think that chemistry is going to be there right away. So you will see possibility. Yeah, you will see mistakes. Yeah. You will see uh, you know sloppy goals at times because it's it's not there. It, it it takes time. It you need to build this, you know. And we had a solid defense in in chemistry, but you know now you're taking out one of the most important key factors and you've lost a lot of. Uh, You've lost a lot of what made this defense, you know, very well. So we'll have to wait and see who who comes in. But you're right, Christian. It's it's not going to be so easy as just you know putting anyone there. It's going to take time to develop, and it is going to be a big blow, a huge, huge blow for for this team. Whenever Manchester does end up eventually leaving, which could be any time within this week. Um, do we know the price that he's going for? Um, people say more Around than eleven million. Okay. Which I think is a really, really, really big price tag for Agustin Marchesin coming out of the market, you know, the Mexican market coming out of, you know, North America. A lot of people are saying, oh, he should have gone for more, this and that. Look, he's not in Europe. He's not a starting goalkeeper for the national team. For him to come out and get 11, America to get 11, that's, I think, a huge, huge plus. You guys have to remember that the goalkeeper department is still looked at very, very, very Poorly, in a sense, you know, you're not gonna spend. How much did uh, how much did Hazard go for Real Madrid? A hundred ish. Hundred. You're not gonna spend that much money on a goalkeeper, right? That's that's ridiculous. Why would why would you compare to midfield player? That's what I'm trying to say, though. That is, it's it's why would you want to compare that? It's look. Granted, I think goalkeepers should go for a, a ridiculous amount of price. If you if we're talking about how inflated the market is at this point, I think a goalkeeper should go for at least at least much seen in in an inflated market would have at least gone for either eighteen or twenty, right? In an inflated market, I think eighteen or twenty is what much seen would have gone for, right? Right now, I for him to go at eleven seems like first of all one hell of a steal for Porto. And one hell of a negotiation for America. I don't know how much we bought him for, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't for 11. So, it uh, it definitely is something to keep an eye out on. But, uh, you know, congratulations to Marchesin if the deal 100% goes through. And, uh, you know, best of luck for him and thank you for his service. Uh, you know, we'll have to definitely keep in mind who who we want to come in. A- anything you guys want to add on Marchesin? Just... Just totally be missed. Just kind of like we've been saying this all the time. Uh, very impactful player. Uh, I, I believe sometimes too. At times, you know, it was a, a leader on the pitch whenever nobody else really wanted to step yeah, up. Definitely, Christian. <clears throat> Going to be a big loss. Um, I really saw him as a as a future captain because, you know. Um, I didn't think Paul Aguilar was going to stick around much, and I really thought my team was going to be a, the perfect replacement for a captain. Even though I know your stand on on goalies and being captains, but I really think he was that figure for us. But you know, I guess we're never going to see it happen. Captain in his heart. But um, and it's yeah. Uh, like what did they say in Mexico? Uh, capete sin capete. Ah, capitán sin capete. Yeah, yeah. So um. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to be missed, obviously, from everybody. He really won everyone's heart, and just best of luck definitely. to him. Definitely, definitely. All right, now here's a quick question. Who is going to come in and replace him? Now, of course, a lot of names have been surfacing. The likes of Thiago Volpi. The likes of, I don't know where this came from, and I hope it's not true. Galesi. <laughs> Ex Veracruz. Yeah. Oh, Pedro. Galesi. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We have well, Armani. I uh-huh. ain't confirmed for you guys. Go for it. 
Okay, I can confirm for you guys. Volpe will not be coming due to contract issues. Mm-hmm. Um, Galese seems very far off, so he probably won't come either. So. Armani said no. Well, Liverpool said no because they they dismissed any rumor because they said that America hasn't even approached them yet. So that's gone. And then we have um, one last name that's been surfacing around. And maybe you'll give us a little insight on that right now too. But you owe two names um, that I still have to mention. One is Jurado, Veracruz player. And... We, no, 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 go ahead. What were you going to say about Jurado? Go for it. Um... <coughs> No, no one really knows his contract situation, but I don't think he's he can come this season. Actually, yeah. I don't think America I don't can think buy we'll, him uh, this season anymore. I th- uh, we, yeah. Only because where the, you can't buy from mm-hmm. the Mexican transfer, the Mexican market yeah. anymore. That's yeah. why we can't. So, so, so that's not gonna happen. And then uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's three, more, three names. more names. I will read off one, and you can read off the other two. Of course, the Go prodigy son to return. Guillermo Paco Memo Ochoa, my key candidate. And then Ochoa, yes. read off the other two. Um, Campaña, he is um he is a Uruguayan keeper. And Ruli, he is an, a keeper from Argentina. Well, he's oh, the China. Sociedad keeper? The Sociedad keeper, yes. Okay. Those are the other two. The other two names. Those are the big three, though. Ochoa, Ruli, now. and Campaña. The youngest option, I think, there is Ruli, correct? I think Ruli is, um... He's like 28, isn't he? I think Ruli is, yeah. Let me me just confirm that. But, okay, so... Those are the three big names, right? Yes. So... Ruli's 28, so Campaña's 30, and Ochoa's 34? Ruli's 27, right now. Ruli's 27... 27, yeah, 27, okay. Yeah. 27, 30, yes. and 34. Now. Okay. For me, this is just me personally. And then I would like to hear you guys' opinion on this as well. <laughs> Biased. But I want to try. <clears throat> I think everyone does. Yeah, Dylan, I think do everyone you does too. Back? Between those three names. Between oh, those three names, could... you want? Pick and choose. I'd choose the Sociedad Keeper. Really? You too? Yeah. Really? Why? That guy's a, that guy's a monster. But a monster too. Yeah, but he's being How stingy. How's he being stingy? Because America, we offered him, he said no, and then we had to do it again, and he's like, okay, I'll think about it this time. Like, he, he really said that it's not time to come back to Mexico yet. I understand you still want to live the European dream, but you're 34 years old. I understand that goalkeeper's life is a little bit more extended than the player, but it's time to come back. Look. You're getting the golden opportunity to return to your hometown okay, club. Down. That's not his hometown club. That is to his your team. Well, you're, this is your team. This is your... You, you are most likely the greatest goalkeeper to ever play for this club. You have the opportunity to come back. And possibly retire here, and you're being stingy about it. You say no, then you yeah. think about it. I think he's just, look, I think in his head, he wants, like you said, he <coughs> wants to continue his European dream. He wants to continue to do, but look, this is what I'm saying. If Ochoa can find himself a club that's playing Champions League, then of course, by all means necessary, 
get it in get you know stay there stay in Europe you know props to you but if you can't and you're still gonna continue to have those passport issues come on down to Mexico come back earn just as much money if not more and live out your last 10 15 years of a goalkeeper that you have left with America Guy, you talking politics or not? Is that for uh, a Conejo Perez? Why not? Oh my gosh. Why not? I, you know, I said it once, uh, you know, I could see a troll for another 10 years. But that's just me. I think a troll or Ruli for me will do it, will satisfy my, my, goal, my goalkeeper needs. Um, does anyone know if they're having goalkeeper tryouts? I'm asking for a friend. Um, they are Sorry. not. I think they're close. close for they're close Sorry, for the Dylan. season. It looks like me and you are gonna have to put our gloves away, and we'll we'll have to try our next season. That's fine. I was gonna beat you, you know, anyways. I, I really want to have a goalkeeper off between me and Dylan. We should have that on the YouTube channel. That that would be fun. That would be I'm definitely down. something for us to do. But without uh, without getting into a whole kind of side discussion of this, of course, uh, Ruli and Ocho are, are the two big names. What? Discussion. Ruli, Ocho, and Banya, yes. We, we practically did we get did. in a side we discussion. Did. We really, really did. Oh, well. Hopefully they enjoyed the side discussion. But either way, um, we'll keep you guys updated with more information in regards to that, uh, which goalkeeper will definitely be coming. Um, so keep updates, uh, your notification bell on for the, our Twitter or our Instagram. That is at Resaca America US and at Resaca America underscore US should be, uh, should be an interesting, uh, couple of, uh, couple of days and couple of weeks for America in regards to the transfer department. This is one thing that we've always criticized about this, uh, you know, board is that the transfers always seem to take so long. And you know, I, you know, can, can we touch on this for a second? I really thought this was going to be a season where, yes, I know Benedetti just came back, but he's he's back already, so that doesn't even count. I really thought this was going to be the season where we had a full team for the whole year, you know, no interruptions, you know, we can finally have a, a good squad to base off of and just ride the season with it. But, of course, we have Marchesi leaving. You have a 95% chance of Mateos Uribe leaving. You have that that sixty percent chance of Roger Martinez leaving. You kind of had that little little kind of uh, spur moment of Guido Rodriguez leaving. Thankfully, he's staying. Like it's it's annoying, and I really really list. really wish that we um that we could just go one season just with the full team without any interruptions. But I guess that's just that's just that football. That is football. That is that really is that really is the way it is. And you know what? When your team is as good as America's is, of course people are gonna try to pick them off. Of course people are gonna. Try yeah, to get, it's understandable. You know? I know. So it's understandable. Uh, it does. It does. It definitely does suck. But we'll have to wait and see how America can cope with, you know, these obstacles. And still, the objective is still the same. Now, I have one more question. I'm sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. I know it's not official yet, and you know it might become official in the coming days, so we probably won't have time to talk about it. But. If Mateo Suribe leaves, the reports are saying that Leonel Lopez will be his replacement. Therefore, we will not be bringing anybody in to replace Mateo Suribe. Is Leonel Lopez a good enough replacement no. for Mateo Suribe? No. Yes or no? no? No. Dylan? No. No. Okay, good. Thank you. No. We can talk about it more if it actually happens. There's no need to talk about it now because it hasn't happened. But if it does happen, we'll talk about it more. But yeah. I just need no. a quick answer. Um, and that's what I was going to go at, too, as well. Okay. Mateo Suribe probably may be leaving to uh, mm -hmm. Europe as well following Marchesin in his footsteps going to Porto. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. It, apparently, Benefica yeah. 
are kind of coming into this kind of transfer bonanza. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see what's going uh-huh. on with them. But well, you know, we'll keep you guys updated as much as we can always on our Twitter and Instagram. So like I said, follow us on all social media platforms at Resaca America US and at Resaca America underscore US. You guys can find those links in the description down below of the YouTube video. And then of course, you guys can always find the, that as well in the description of today's show notes. Uh, if you guys are listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, and or Spotify, so. Without further ado, gentlemen, let's close this out and let's move on to the next segment. A quick and brief segment, not having to take too much time out of it because there wasn't really much that we could have said or seen. But uh, welcome to the Lady Aguilas Corner in which we're going to talk America draws against newly formed side Atletico San Luis. I I don't know why I was going to say Atletico San Pancho. That's a whole different team. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But... uh, Dylan, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. I mean, the ladies, they draw against newly formed side. I, I mean, time to call call for concerns or, or not yet? It's getting there. We're really we're inching towards that button. I really want to push it. Um, it's it's just after reading some of the things, it just it just didn't look good. It just seemed like the side was still lost. They didn't have no sense of identity. Um, very few chances created and... It's just, this team is losing it. They're losing their losing it right now. But um, I don't know. I just I, I'm at loss for words right now because this is not what I expect to now, start of the season. Now still a couple key players missing, right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Because obviously, uh, Vivi's coming back from injury still. Um, uh, Lucero's still out, and um, I know I'm missing yeah, uh, Gonzalez. Is still out too, and um, if if that's the thing, then. I mean, you can't you can't rush this stuff back, but I like we we have the talent there to still compete, but it just it just it's, it's not there still, and uh, these these uh, players back need to come back from injury quick. I, I, look, if anything, I, I think it's time for us to start pressing that panic button. I've said it. I think it was time to say to. I, I think you mentioned it too, Christian. I think it's time that we should have pressed this panic button since last season when we lost the way we did against Tigres in the Liga. Um, you know, granted, mm-hmm. some of these preseason games were against sides that maybe weren't actual real competition for our ladies. You know, let's face it. And, and you know, it's, it's not to talk down on, on anyone or, or any team, but I think that the competition just wasn't to the level that we were expecting for these ladies to truly be tested. And now we're at a point in the season in which we are questioning, how come you can't get a win at home against Puebla? And how is it possible that you go down to a team that just got newly formed, not promoted, but formed, you know, and, and you can't walk away with a better result than the nil-nil? That's the thing that I think surprises me. And I think the real thing that worries me too, Dylan, is like you mentioned, is this team continues to have no identity. The lack of structure, the <laughs> lack of, you know, development going going into this is, is, is worrisome. I don't know whether we need to point it at the coach, at the girls. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's time for a change. It's time for, for, for something new to come into this club to really spice it up and, and to really get these girls back into the room. Because like you said, it, the, the talent is there. There's no doubt about it. The talent is there. Now it's just a matter of actually untapping it and developing it correctly so that it shows on the pitch and you know whatever form it takes then i think america really needs to start looking into it mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's something's got something's got to change something's got to give um i mean we grab we grab the point 
Um, we basically still just to some teams we have a game in hand, but still you got to start picking it up, and it starts it starts just coming definitely, next game definitely. too. Alrighty, well the ladies will be going up against who next, Chris, uh, Dylan? Um, sorry, I'll I'll I've lost it. I'm Alrighty, looking right now. Well, he gets in that. Uh, our next segment is going to be our final segment in which we're going to be previewing the Cholos game at home in on Saturday. Uh, but those of you who are wondering, why are we not talking League's Cup? Why are we not talking about the Houston penalty drama? Well, that's because we're going to leave that for later on in the season, whenever we do have to preview that League's Cup semifinal against Tigres. Because I think there's a lot to talk about in regards to that game and to that aspect. Because, let's face it, we're going to be playing on that same pitch, Christian. Uh -huh. Definitely interesting, nonetheless. Dylan, do you have the ladies' next lineup? I mean, uh, not next lineup, but a next opponent. Yes, they were playing Vera Cruz at home on a Monday, so it'll be in the Azteca. In the Azteca against Vera nice. Cruz again. How much easier on paper did this start of the season for the ladies look in regards to the reality that they're getting? I mean, what more could you have wanted? But Puebla. Then newly formed side uh, Atlético San Luis, and then Veracruz at home. You would have thought nine points out of nine points, correct? Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. And now and you're now, praying yes, for a you're, win. You're hoping that you're getting a win. Cause let me face it. Let's face it. Let's face it. If America does not walk away with a win on Monday against Veracruz, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Yeah. It's, it's, time. time. it's time. It's time to become a Puma fan because I'm done with America. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna let you live that down, man. Because 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 oh, wait, wait, because wait. The, even even with the fans, a lot of fans have been calling that Coyote too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially after some players leaving and everything, but that I think that's a, it's a whole different discussion after next week, depending on the outcome. Alrighty, gentlemen. That was the Lady Aguilas corner. As you guys know, as we always mention it on here, make sure you guys do keep. Uh, your support for the ladies going even though with this tough season I think they're going to need it more now than ever so Monday morning whenever you guys wake up ready to go to work make sure you guys go to Twitter and put the hashtag Lady Aguilas let's go short them the support, show them the support that we have out here in the United States for them and let's keep that passion and drive going for them alright gentlemen move on in, moving into the last segment of the show America versus Cholos this Saturday 5pm Pacific time 7 central 8 Pacific America will be hosting Cholos at the Estadio Azteca and, and look for another three points in another good game. Let's face it, Cholos are coming into this one on a pretty good note, I think. They're not the Cholos team of last, and they're definitely a team that I think needs to be shown a little bit respect coming into this game. You look at the result that they got against um, against Puebla, was pretty good away from home. Granted, yes, they did draw against Querétaro, but you would have expected that they had a decent showcasing, and, you know, We'll have to wait and see. But uh, what do you guys think about this uh, Tijuana team coming into this game? On four points just like us, should we uh, should we be worried that they could put a good game? Um, um, I mean, they had a pretty good story against Puebla in their first game. Tied with Querétaro, so I don't know. They're, they look like they're very inconsistent. Then people can say the same thing about um, us. But then again, they'd be right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's correct. But... I feel like they're they're more on they're more on the, on the negative side because in League's Cup, even though we're not talking about it, but in League's Cup, they feel they're probably a good eighty percent of their starting lineup against a B team LA Galaxy, and they ended up losing. I know it's but they still ended up too. losing. 
It was worse because we fielded almost 100%. Right. No, we we did the same thing. We did 80% as well. But we ended up winning. That's the difference. Yeah, but it's penalties. It's a toying cost, man. It's, uh, we, we're, we're nice at penalties now, all right? Anyone that says we're not, we're nice at penalties now. Now, having that, have, um, not being that said, they're playing Tijuana, they're playing, uh, Querétaro right now in Copa Mekis, so, and they're no nil right now. I mean, could it be they're playing too many games? Might, might be coming a little bit tired of into this? Could be. Because they're not rotating. They're not rotating at all. They had their 18 for pretty much all, all four games. Okay. And yet, and, and they have yet to find kind of that sort of like cons con, uh, consistency in uh, in their game. Um, they do have good players though. I mean, they just added uh, Camilo Sambeso, so that that's always a threat. Um, but I don't think they should give us too much too many problems in my Dylan, opinion. Dylan, uh, what's your take on this Cholo side in in this game on Saturday? I'm kind of I'm kind of seeing Christian side a little bit too. Whenever you look at this, um, especially me knowing a little bit about Ascapehit, but whenever he he had his time with FC Dallas and everything too, so I kind of see how he's going to come out with too a little bit. I know he's changed a little bit with his from his time from FC Dallas to Trollos now. He's changed his tactics and the way he wants his team to come out a little and play and everything. But like Christian said, like Trollos been playing a lot of games. You know, just within what two weeks, and so you, you kind of see maybe some fatigue, and then kind of try to play in. You, you, who knows what Oscar Pereja? Maybe he maybe he rotates the squad a little bit around too. But you know, they have some players there too, and, and you know, it just it just kind of depending on what side of, of this Cholos we get. Because like Christian said, these they seem to be going a little consistent, but. Is, is that going to affect them coming into this game? I think, you know, I wonder if Cholo's going to come out, you know. And we've said a lot, too, you know, they're going to play America. So, you know, a lot of teams want to beat America. They want to play at their best when they play America. But is Cholo's going to do Interesting. that? Uh, I think we can expect the Cholo side to come out and try to play us, uh, you know, game, you know, like for like. But then again, you know, we'd have to wait and see. Like you said, this is a very uh, inconsistent side, just as much as we are. But, again, it's only the third game of the season in, in Liga MX. So, I mean, again, anything's possible at this point. So, let me uh, let, let me get started here with uh, predicted lineups. Christian, this is your department. Give us uh, give give us your lineup, your predicted lineup, Mr. Guru. Okay, so, oh, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. <clears throat> we have Oscar oh Jimenez in that. Um... <laughs> Paul Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Emanuel Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez. Um, you know, Mateo Suriba is a little bit of a complicated thing because, you know, they're, it's kind of like 90% he is leaving as well, but, you know, it's not confirmed yet. So I'm going to go as it's not being confirmed because I have him starting. So I have Mateo Suriba, Guido Rodriguez, Renato Ibarra, Nicolas Benedetti, Roger Martinez, and um, so Nicolas Castillo. So practically the same lineup against... Leon, except Marcesino, yeah. obviously not starting. Marcesino gone, and if Uribe won't play, then it'll be Leonel Lopez. You really put Leonel Lopez ahead of Ruben Gonzalez? Of Ruben Gonzalez, okay. yes. Uh -huh. Interesting, because we've yet to see Lopez. I'll tell you why. Uh, exactly, and I'll tell you why. Lopez has more Uribe qualities, meaning he's more offensive than Gonzalez, whereas Gonzalez is more defensive. And if Herrera wants to play this game offensive because I think we should because I think we we can really capitalize on this game. 
Um, I think he would want to go offensive instead of defensive. Interesting. Dylan, any changes to that? No, I like I'm it. I'm just trying to be... Uh-huh. Although I will say what... I will say one thing though. I would prefer we bargain over Roger, but I think he's gonna put Roger. That's okay. why I said Roger. I'm. I, yeah. I, I would mean, prefer Giovanni Santos over Benedetti, but that's just also me. Whoa! Yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. yeah, yeah. That's just you. Yeah, that's literally no one. Whoa, just, whoa. That, that was literally just you. <laughs> that's. That's literally just you. The blasphemy, Dylan. I'm not even going to say nothing. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I feel like this is a game in which you can put Giovanni Santos in as starter and see what he's capable of doing in the first half. And then if it's not working, then slot in Benedetti. And I think you get the best out of Benedetti for the last couple of no. uh, 30 minutes. <coughs> I think what Benedetti needs, it's, it's game time. Well, Giovanni too. I agree, but I feel like Benedetti can offer more than Giovanni. No, I feel like Giovanni can offer just as much, if not a little bit more. To this side, mm, that, that's just, that's, that's not just your bias, bias talking. talking. That's 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 me being objective. That is your bias How talking. That's just your bias talking. <laughs> I mean, Chicken Little wants wants a Menez over Benedetti. Maybe because maybe he likes he likes Menez. Okay, just because I like Benedetti, I think I yes I do. I think no, you Benedetti don't. could be could could you? be potentially. Now, I know people are going to say I'm crazy, but could potentially be better than James. Well, that's not that's not being crazy because a lot of Colombian media says that he, he will be exactly. better than James so one how day. Is that, how is that me being biased if I like the guy also? Well, you also said that he can offer, Giovanni can offer more than someone that's potentially better than James right Rodriguez. Right so. at this moment, at this stage, yes, I think Giovanni can <laughs> more, but give, I mean, two years from now, Benedetti can clearly be the the, the more beneficial factor in America than what Giovanni will be. He's going to be a star one day. Wait, question, you guys you guys don't give Cordova a no. start? Because I didn't. No, I, 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 I think, I think yeah, now I think that Benedetti, Benedetti is no. back. Yeah. Uh -huh, okay, just putting that out there. That's fine. Okay, cool. And I, I, I think we saw that coming too. And Benedetti was gonna come, we'll come back. It was gonna be Benedetti no matter what. It's gonna be, mm -hmm. it's gonna be Giovanni. That's what I thought too. So that's why I have. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Already, what we know Piojo is uh, known for, you know, coming out of left field sometimes. So we'll have to wait and see. So mm -hmm. that is your predicted lineup, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I would say take that to the bank because that's more than likely exactly what's gonna be on the on the roster sheet. I think we're only uh, waiting for the Mateo Soriba news to kind of break down and whether or not he's going to be there. Now, wait. There's one fact that we're overlooking. I'm sorry I'm cutting you off. There's one fact that we're overlooking. Marchesin won't be in the starting lineup or the bench because he is gone. A that spot. opens up an extranjero spot. Yes. Now, the only two left are, that are, aren't mentioned are Andres Ibargüen and Jeremy Menez. Who do you uh, have on the Ibargüen. bench? Ibargüen. Ibargüen? I was going to say Menez, actually. <laughs> well. <laughs> You're just begging this guy to, to play <laughs> against Leon. Now you want to send him to the stands and get Menez? Well, it's, that's, I'm talking like Piojo. I think Piojo would rather have Menez on the bench okay, than Ibargüen. Okay, okay. We'll have to wait and see, though. We'll have to wait and see. But, personally speaking, I'd rather have Ibargüen, though. Because I think Ibargüen deserves to be a starter. Okay. Alrighty. Personal preference over Piojo preference. We'll have to wait and see which one of those is the reality.
Alrighty, gentlemen, let's go into this mm-hmm. and let's uh, let's see what what does what does America need to do off the start, <laughs> off the bat, to get this game going in the right direction. I think it's simple to just say you know start uh, start offensively, look for it, attack them. But what more does America need to do to consistently keep up a full ninety minute performance, in which we can come back next Tuesday and talk about consistency? Dylan, Christian, any one of you. I think Christian. Dylan's gone. I'm not gone. I'm right here. Oh, okay. So, I'll go first. I think you've been saying it all along, Ivan. I think, especially on Twitter, because I know you're very vocal on Twitter, guys. If you guys don't follow Ivan, follow Ivan on Twitter, because he's very vocal during games. But your main pet peeve with this team is that we're not moving the ball. We're not We're not touching the ball with each other. We're, we're, we're just launching the ball up and hoping one of our wingers makes a play. That's not how we're supposed to play, especially with the, the caliber of this team and the, the offense that we can produce starting from the midfield onwards, that's not a style we should be playing. So, I do think that the midfield needs to be a key part, whether it be Mateo Suriba or Leonel Lopez. I think that player specifically is going to have a big role, especially with the cam, whether it be, you know, uh, Giovanni or Benedetti. I think those two players are going to be key in creating the offensive um, the offensive uh, theme for, our, for, for us this match. Yeah, it's something that I think... I'm quite frankly getting tired of already is the is, is the lack of consistency when moving the ball sometimes you see some passes being forced in situations where you don't need to uh you know like you said long balls being played whenever you don't need and and I think that's the that's that's kind of the x factor to Nico Castillo is I think a lot of these players know that he's such he's such a great kind of target player and he's so well at shielding the ball and holding the defenders back that he can easily capably get one of those balls but that's 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 not the way to play this game that's not the way to play to the strengths of your team your team needs to pass the ball your team needs to mm-hmm. get a rhythm going the goals that we scored against Monterrey were team goals were team efforts in which you saw balls being played good passes being made good decisions being made up front that's exactly what you need in these type of games especially a game like this and granted Cholos may not be the strongest side but it's the right side for you to get yourself back into the rhythm that you need to be in order to be a title contender you go out and you go into this game and if you consistently if you can consistently Get good passes going. If you can get yourself in a good rhythm, if you can have your wingers produce the type of balls that your forwards need in order to score, then there's no way that you can't walk away with three points against uh, Cholos. And I'm looking at Benedetti to be a crucial factor in this game because I need him to produce the most magic out of any other player out there on the pitch. Because like we've said it before, we utilize, we use and abuse the wings so much that we've become so repetitive that teams know exactly how to cut us off. And I need more work from the midfield. I need more work from Benedetti, especially, in order to provide said instruction, said magic. If you saw this game against Leon, Benedetti was way too out in the wide. He drifted way too much to the wings, and he tried to cut inside. Well, that's because yeah, no one's no, passing and, him the ball. But I need him to stay more central. I need the team to play more central. I don't need mm-hmm. them to use and abuse the wings the right. much, as much as they have. They need to play smart. They need to play through the middle and utilize the wings when they oh, the space opens up. That's the most important part. When the space opens up, there's plenty of times when you go back into that Monterrey game where they use the wings the proper way, when the, when the space was there to be utilized, not when you're trying to bombard two, three players down that side. It's not going to work. It's just not the way to go about it. You know, teams have fi- finally realized how to play um, against us in that department. So you yeah. got to have a better mm-hmm. understanding of what you're trying to play at. And I think through the middle is, is definitely what you need to do. 
Play the one-two. Play the simple ball. I think we've said it time and time again. It's the easiest way to win. And honestly, one of the most simplest and beautiful way to win. Dylan, anything in regards to the tactical department that you need to see this side? No, you just basically took over and you just you just said it all. <laughs> you did. Alrighty, well, I mean, that's kind of... I wanna, I, I just want to see this defense step up because let's be honest, it's gonna be tricky with the new goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean you could talk, you could talk about the midfield, the midfield, the attack, and everything all you want, but I need more from freaking Barulat, damn it! I do. And Jorge Sanchez. And, and Sanchez, more Barulat than Sanchez. Yeah, more Barulat, right? For me, at least, because the blasphemy that came out of your mouth last week saying that Jorge Sanchez was was the was the weak link is He's is, is crazy link. talk. Is legit crazy time. No, yes, no, he is. he's no, still the weak link. He's no, still the weak he's link. Not. He's getting caught no, too flat no, footed. No, Paola that, Aguilar is not getting caught flat footed. Paola Aguilar is getting. Paola Aguilar is the one that's getting caught off because he's way too high. That's the only reason why he's being caught the way he is. If you notice. Jorge Sanchez is in his position when he needs to be, but he's getting caught flat-footed, and that's the problem. Paolo Aguilar, if he was in this position, could keep up and keep uh, and keep up with his, def uh, his attacker and defensively stay in his position. But he is—he drifts too far too far up front. Anyway, <laughs> the defense needs to be on its A game the rest of the season, no matter what. I think we basically said they this. Have to, yeah. But still, either way. Alrighty, well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna look out for. Dylan's gonna look most. out for the defense. Also, look out for Dylan. He should be starting a, against Cholos. That's what we're hoping for. What number would you take if you were to play for America, Dylan? Uh, 100. Probably one hundred. Interesting. Why a hundred? Okay. Why not, Christian? If you ever were ever to play for America, what number would you take? Oh. 69. <laughs> oh god. Okay. There's no. The, I don't need to. Uh, I don't need to give I an explanation not. for that I one. Not. If anyone asked, then oh, okay. Google it. Uh, actually, no. Don't Google it. Yeah. Actually, Google it now. Um, Please Google it. Alrighty. Well, that I guess that does it here. Uh, final <laughs> part of the uh, preview. Give me your guys' scoreline prediction for Saturday. I'll take two my classic two America. one. Win Alrighty, America, Christian. yeah. Four, Four one. one. Nice, adventurous. But last time you were adventurous, with it we went to penalties. Four one. All right. That I'm going true. with a simple one nil America. It's gonna be bold. It's gonna be wow, boring. It's really gonna be dull no at times. But America is gonna get that one crucial goal. Wait, we're home. Yes, we're home. We're home, right? Yes. Okay, so 5-1 then. <laughs> no, I'm joking. 4-1. It's still 4-1. Well, you're not the only one. Uh, Louis says 4-1 also. America wins. Of course, because me, me and Louis know. Louis that's know. why. Uh, Sotelo says 3-2. Uh, hopefully that's for America. But that is that sounds like a very oh. tight and interesting game. Um, like I said, I'm going for 1-0. And uh, Chicken Little saying 2-0. And then, of course, Chicken Nugget saying 3-1. So you guys are expecting goals is what I'm hearing. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All righty. Well, that does it for us here on the Eagle Eye Podcast. We'll catch you guys. If you guys are interested about that game, uh, it is going to be live at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Do The N. Do The N. Not only on the Portis anymore. It's Do The N. I'm interested. Do the guys, do the people in Mexico also hear what the English 
uh, what we hear in the United States. I feel like that's what the whole transition was, right? So that they could hear it too. I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. One day when we're down in Mexico. And the replays. Interesting. Alrighty then. Well, that game's going to be live 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 central, 8, uh, 8 eastern. Catch that live on Tuesday. And if for whatever reason you're not going to be able to watch it because you're at your cousin's quinceanera and there is no uh, TV whatsoever near the vicinity, you guys can always catch that live on our uh, Twitter. We're going to have live tweet, live updates, and that's going to be at Resaca America US. And if you guys want to catch some great pictures of what's going on, make sure you guys can also follow us on uh, Instagram at America underscore US. So if you guys have any other things in regards to America or this game, you guys can say it now or we're going to sign off here. I love America. Sure. Just, thank, just thanks to those who came out and joined the chat and are listening on Definitely, the go right now. You. And I love America. Yeah, well, you guys can hear that Christian really, really does love America. So uh, we'll... Uh, We'll leave it at that. So, again, thank you guys. Uh, you guys can always catch this on SoundCloud, iTunes, and or Spotify. If you guys have up to this point listened to our rambling, thank you so much. And as always, we love and, and uh, continue to, uh, you know, appreciate the support that you guys continuously give us. And uh, we hope to provide you guys with the utmost uh, content out here in the United States in English, not only for, uh, for ourselves, but for you guys as well, for the community. So thank you so much for everything. And as always, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Chicken Nuggets says, I love Dylan. So look at that. You have a number one fan right there. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> he doesn't really love you. He oh. says it too much. I don't know, man. You guys are being controversial here. On the sad part is no one said they love me. So, but that's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because no one does yeah, love me. No sad, one does. That's the sad truth <laughs> yeah. about my life. No one does love me. It's okay. Hello, well, darkness, my old do? friend. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, have you guys yourselves a wonderful night. As always, keep in, keep in touch with us at Resaca America underscore US and at Resaca America US. We'll keep you guys updated with the transfer news with all things Club America, and uh, we'll have to wait and see. We'll see you guys next week on Tuesday. And as always, yeah, well, I guess that's it. Alrighty then. Take care, and as always, Arriba America. Good night.